There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 115 of the Digital Freemason Podcast for the week of March 1st, 2010. I'm your host Scott and I'll be taking you along in our excellent adventures through the world of short Masonic educational papers. As always, this and all other papers are available at our website, www.thedigitalfreemason.com. I encourage you to swing by and check it out. So this week's episode is uh, talks about some of the non-secrets of Freemasonry, particularly in the Master Mason's degree. It was written by Buddy Seymour back in the early 1980s um, out of uh, Macon, Georgia, the Masonic Manual of the Grand Lodge of Georgia, and talks about some of the things that go on in the Master Mason's degree. Obviously doesn't reveal any secrets, but talks about some of the impact and some of the things that are involved in it and how it builds off the first and second degree. Of note, though, is that it deals with the... uh, the American Ritual, and talks about uh, the working tools of a Master Mason being different than they are in, in my lodge, which is a Canadian Rite Lodge, which actually has three working tools. But I'll get started on this here and give a little bit of an idea as to what it is that is unique about the Master Mason's degree. Authorities in the evolution of Freemasonry tell us that the Master's degree was not present in the old operative lodges. It is evidently the creation of the founders of speculative Freemasonry. The two degrees of Entered Apprentice and Fellow of the Craft, or Fellow Craft, were the only ones used by operative lodges. The importance of the Master Mason's degree in the speculative lodge can be seen in the opening lesson taught to the candidates. Brotherly love, morality, and relief, the most important tenets of Freemasonry, are contained between the points of the compasses when properly extended. We find, in the great light of Freemasonry, these same lessons in many places. For it says in John 4.21, And this commandment we have found from him, that he who loves God shall love his brother as well. And in Psalms 106, Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that doth righteous at all times. Psalm 106 goes on to say that, For the poor shall never cease out of the land, therefore I command thee, saying, Thou shalt open thine hand wide unto thy brother, to thy poor, to thy needy, in thy land. In the first and second degrees, the symbols of operative masonry and architecture were used to teach the candidate the lessons of those degrees. In the first degree, he was taught that symbolically to use those tools to build his own character. In the second degree, he was taught to build a better society by the study of the liberal arts and sciences and the application of them. In the third degree, he is taught the essential principle of the immortality of the soul. The third, or sublime degree, of a Master Mason is a dramatic tragedy. Each man is caused to play a part, just as he is as a player in the daily dramas of our life. He is enacted in and about the temple, and the tragedy of Hiram Abiff is part of its ritual. Hiram Abiff was a historical figure, and many legends exist about him. But our Hiram Abiff is a symbol of the human soul and portrays what happens in the life of every man. It is the story of the journey that every man must take for himself. The candidate for the Master Mason is conducted on his journey, admonished by the message of the twelfth chapters of Ecclesiastes, verses 1-7. through Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them, while the sun 
or the light, or the moon, or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain, in the days when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders shall cease, because they are few, and those who look out of the window be darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the streets, when the sound of the grinding is low. And he shall rise up in the voice of a bird, and all the daughters of the music shall be brought low. Also, when they shall be afraid, that which is high, and the fear shall be in the way. And the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire should fail. Because man goeth to his long home, and mourners go about the streets, or even the silver cord be loosened, or the golden bowl broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. As Master Masons, we are admonished to remember God and His service while we are still able, because as we grow old, our senses and physical abilities will not allow us to serve. No man who has received a Master's degree can forget the admonition to serve God in his youth, as death may come quickly and rob him of the opportunity to serve. But at the same time we are taught that God is the goal God of old age, and the soul after death just as much as He of our youth. The working tools of a master mason are the tools of all Freemasonry, for the master must be able to use all the tools before he can teach those tools to those who are lessly skilled in the art of the craft. But the special tool reserved for the master mason is the trowel, in the American ritual that is. Operative masons use a trowel to spread the cement that unites and bonds a building together. As master masons, we are taught to symbolically use the trowel to spread the cement of brotherly love and affection. This is the cement that binds the society of friends and brothers together in work and agreement. The climax of the sublime degree of a master mason is the tragedy of Hiram Biff. The lessons of the degree are many and are only discovered after years of reflection, but there are several important points concerning this drama which should be clear in our minds. Always remember that this is a ritualistic drama, and it is as serious as prayer before the altar. It is not a rite of initiation to test the courage or endurance such as those employed by the savage and primitive people. Freemasonry is neither savage nor primitive. It is not a cruel game of horseplay, such as might be carried out at, by boys in a school. Freemasonry is neither cruel nor juvenile. The presentation of our ritual should be serious and solemn. It should be taken seriously, and no one watching or participating in it should act trivially or unceremoniously. Harmabiff represents the human soul. His enemies come from within the circle of those who should have been his friends. Our greatest enemies are from within. The great light teaches us, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. And, as the temple is representative of our soul, we learn that the completion of the temple is impossible because of the confusion caused by these enemies from within. Until a soul is restored and is raised from the self-defeat to self-victory, the building of her spiritual temple will cease. This victory comes from within by the search for the truth as portrayed in our drama. The completion of this degree is only the beginning of a man's Masonic education. It gives hints and suggestions. The Master Mason represents a man fully grown and capable of thinking for himself. He has reached the apex in his journey in the Symbolic Lodge, but only the beginning of his studies. The Serious Mason will reflect back on the preparation room lecture given to him before he entered the Lodge of Masons. Freemasonry is a beautiful system of morality, 
veiled in allegory and illustrated by symbols. Through serious study and contemplation of the ritual of our degrees, and by conversation with the more experienced brethren, each man will remove the veil and discover the mystery of our craft. So that's Brother Seymour's piece on the some of the secrets of the Master Mason's degree. And I noted earlier on, uh, before art, that... Uh, the working tools of it. my uh, ritual, Canadian ritual, is has three working tools, not just the one, the trowel. And talk about the preparation room, that was something that I was unaware of as well, because Canadian Rite doesn't have that. So this is an example of where visiting comes in handy, not only for meeting a new brother, or if just a place to go if you're on the road, but it also is a continued education of yourself to find out those subtle differences between Freemasonry of your area and Freemasonry of uh, the rest of the world. So I encourage you to swing by and check out other lodges whenever you're visiting and whenever it's possible. So I've been your host, Scott, and I've enjoyed our time together. I encourage you to fire me off an email. I've had some problems with my mail server here the last oh, six-ish weeks or so, but I think I got it resolved. So if you've sent me an email and I haven't responded to it, I apologize, and maybe just fire it off again if you have some questions or comments on that side. So until next time... I've been your host, Scott, and I've enjoyed our time together. And be sure to keep the shiny side up.